Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. In Indianapolis, while we deal with the tremendous issues that exist in, in crime and, and homelessness and a, a feel about the city and a, and a failure of leadership, as I have often discussed, we see that there is opportunity and there is growth and there has been investment. We're talking about Alanco, whether we talk about what uh, Ursal Ozdemir and the Keystone Group are doing with Eleven Park, which is absolutely changes downtown. And you now have this really um, kind of special area there from Lucas Oil to where this is going to be at the former Diamond Chain building and what's going to come around it. You have the complete redo of of Gamebridge Fieldhouse and what the Pacers have have done there to really shift where where downtown is. And, And then you have the questions of what's going to happen with the Circle Center Mall, which is historically an, an amazing story about how business got together to say how do we grow a downtown and what it's going to become tony katz good to be with you but then there's the question of exactly what should the city be doing and is this the right move as mickey shuey reported from the ibj he covers all the real estate things city meaning indianapolis to take over financing of a 510 million dollar hotel at pan am plaza gary dick joins us from insideindianabusiness.com on twitter at iib and you've got the story there at insideindianabusiness.com the hogsett administration mayor joe hogsett taking over the financing from kite realty group's trust redevelopment of pan am plaza start from the bit the basics what was going in here this this signia hotel what happened and what does this mean yeah uh, tony you, you teed it up you know i think pretty well uh this is a signia hotel hilton a branded hotel that the city announced uh, actually several years ago uh pandemic hit obviously had a big impact on this uh, a, a huge development, 40-story hotel, 800-plus rooms, uh, really uh, a, an addition to the skyline that would be significant, in addition to the convention uh, uh, piece, the convention model that Indianapolis has as well, so very significant. But uh, as you mentioned, the city announced late last week, Mickey Shuey from the IBJ with a, really some good reporting on this, uh, in terms of the city taking over financing. Kite Realty says it can't uh, do the deal. It can't put a deal together in this rising interest rate environment. Uh, and so the city uh, believes that it is important enough to step in uh, and actually make the financing uh, happen. Kite Realty Group will continue to develop this hotel, which now is uh, pegged at around $510 million, and that price expected to go up uh, actually uh, from here. $510 million, uh, the city would finance it and then pay off bonds with uh, revenues from the hotel, future revenues from the hotel. How is it possible 
that Kite doesn't have the financing. Is this a conversation of interest rates or is this a conversation of, and I'm not trying to engage in any level of disparagement, I'm asking, bad management? Did they bite off more than they can chew? How did this come? Yeah, I, I think if you uh, listen to uh, to the city and, and uh, the folks uh, from Kite, they say it's, uh, it's market dynamics, tightening commercial real estate market, along with uh, with interest rates that have uh, uh, increased, uh, what, nine, ten times uh, over the last, uh, you know, year or so. So in that environment, uh, Kite does not believe it can put the financing package together to get it done. The city believes that this hotel is so crucial to the city's convention business, crucial to get those bigger conventions uh, that Indianapolis increasingly is, is competing for, and to keep uh, events that the city c- currently has that they need to step in, uh, step in and put the deal together. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Let's pretend that that makes sense, which I, I get interest rates, but you're talking about a $510 million investment. There were people who certainly wanted to engage this. I remember when we first had this conversation because it was about the Signia, and then there was another hotel that was going to be smaller, and we had to have both hotels failing to, to come up with the money and the city saying, that's all right, we'll take it over. Never mind the first part. Why is the city getting involved in a hotel business? And how does this relate to what we're seeing in Speedway, where right across from the track, we have got this half-started hotel that isn't going anywhere. And I have said that if the city of Speedway wants to put into it, they should because you can't leave this thing half-started. In the case of Pan Am Plaza, nothing's been started. So why is the city getting involved? Yeah, I think, again, I think the city feels as though this is a project that's critical from a business and economic development standpoint uh, in growing the convention business, which obviously is very important to the uh, to the city. Now, I will say also, you're going to hear, you heard uh, a year plus ago, uh, opposition from a, a number of hotel uh, operators in downtown Indianapolis opposing this project. This is before the city got involved. I think you're going to be hearing uh, more from them in the uh, in the coming days, questioning why the city of Indianapolis is getting involved in this project uh, at, at all, uh, in, a, in a private sector project at all. So I think you will hear uh, some rumblings and grumblings from folks uh, in the downtown Indianapolis hotel market who, who, who feel, who will say that they don't believe this, this hotel is necessary, will impact uh, the uh, the market in a negative way. So I think you're going to hear more about this. This measure goes to city council, I believe, tomorrow night uh, for its first uh, first reading. Uh, so I think you'll hear a lot about uh, this move uh, by the city. But again, I think if you ask the city why they're doing it, they say they believe it's in the best interest uh, of the uh, of downtown Indianapolis and that comeback. And you mentioned, uh, I think you did a great job of mentioning some of these projects that are underway now. Uh, be it uh, the Elanco project along the banks of the White River, what's going on in and around Gainbridge Fieldhouse, 16 Tech is another piece of this. The big question mark uh, is uh, is Circle Center and what's going to happen with that. But there are uh, a number of big-time projects that are underway or about to be underway that could, in fact, change the face of downtown Indianapolis. You know, this, this leads us to a 
I mean, it's a conversation that Republicans and Democrats would would have alike. What is the the, the job of, of the city here in in the case of Speedway? I'll go back to that. I make the arguments as clear as day that it's half done. Whatever happened happened to to stop it from happening. And Speedway is not better off with a half completed. Uh, hotel across from the racing capital of, of the world, from the track, from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, it should get completed. But this hasn't been started yet. Isn't the answer here to find somebody else in the private sector to take this thing over? You know, and you, you read the, the, the piece as you've got it there uh, from Mickey Shuey of your sister publication, uh, the Indianapolis Business Journal. Um, isn't Kite responsible? Is there a, a financial recourse against Kite? And does if, if, if this is something that they're going to say, you know what, <laughs> just kidding, who's going to trust them with future development in Indianapolis? Yeah, I think you know, you, if you t- put this out in the private sector, perhaps uh, there are others who say we can't put together a deal of this size in this environment uh, with this tightening commercial real estate market, increasing interest rates. Uh, that the private sector can't get a data. That's why the city uh, is stepping in. Again, you're going to see, you're going to hear uh, people uh, push back on that, uh, I think, in a big way here in the coming days. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Uh, Before I I let you go, there was uh, at least a bit of good news that Newsweek has a published list Of the top 450 companies for job starters in 2023, we have six of them, whether it's AM General, uh, Elevance, FW Benchmark, Wilhelm uh, Construction, uh, and, and a couple others. Is Do people look at this and say, ooh, this is a place I can get a job, or it just happens that six of the companies happen to be right here? Yeah, I don't know. You know, we, the, these kinds of uh, studies, surveys, whatever you want to call them, Newsweek, uh, you would think that this is a, a national publication that might have some uh, uh, some relevance. Um, you know, I think a few uh, of these do, a few of these reports, but it seems like they come out all the time uh, on uh, best place to start a business, best place for business, all these types of things. Uh, so I, it, it certainly doesn't hurt, and it's certainly good to have multiple companies on a list like this uh, that gets some national attention. And I think if you look at, uh, you know, whether it's Lafayette, the Lafayette area uh, being one of the top uh, housing markets in the country and those those types of things, uh, any a bit of positive news about uh, the state or about communities in the state uh, can't hurt. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com, on Twitter at IIB. I appreciate you being with us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. 